You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 425th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando. Hello, this is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in beautiful western Massachusetts, you guys. I thought road cycling season had started, but it turns out, I don't know if it did. I I feel like we're still in the doldrums of winter here. No, it's both started and not really started. And cross season is both still going but sort of not still going. Though there were some good races this weekend on all fronts, sort of. What I'm trying to say is it's a tough week to be a podcaster about cycling. Um, Some would say it's a tough week every week. It is a tough week. It's a challenging, you know, it's no Super Bowl, but it is a challenging uh, event uh, for everyone involved. Um, We we did just a halftime uh is over um yep the second half is going tim does not know the score of the big game and uh we're gonna try not to spoil it for him during this show but i am extremely tempted you guys extremely tempted so it's okay listen carefully and if you pick up on the clues Mm -hmm. uh during it we'll see if if tim does or not as well the oh, last, come on, that would I, really hurt. Last I checked, the score <laughs> is an acceptable like range for two people to be like dating. Mm-hmm. Like it's well, close in age. Like it is. There isn't like a fifty-year-old dating like a seven-year-old or something. Or like seventeen-year-old. Like the the. So you would score say they're not yards apart. I would say yeah. Like they're both uh, young. They're both fresh out of college. I'd say. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I think they're going places, and. I think they're almost ready to probably start a family and settle down. Yeah. I mean, it's been a gritty game so far. Wow. Oh, good. All the, shout out to all that. the... Yeah. All right. So um, right. let's get bike right racing. into actual bikes. bikes. No, no does there always have to be bike well, racing with this on. show? Yeah. I mean, so is if, it even bike racing right now? Well, there has to no, be no, bike no, racing no. in the show because in the pregame, I don't believe there was enough other things on the docket to talk about uh-huh. well if well, you didn't have anything else to watch little guy i could put something on your docker uh oh. to watch boom 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 so no, i did have that to watch because i'm the one who watched it so let's what is, uh what is it um well let's you know i'm running the show here so i'm just really? gonna uh, uh okay. jump in you, and just say out. that uh you throw in the flag and uh <laughs> call yeah, yeah. the shots so, around here off sides uh uh-huh. so here's the deal um, I am a little disappointed by our friends over in the media pit at Cyclocross Radio because oh. they just put up their 300 or their 293rd episode of Cyclocross Radio and it was about Cyclocross World uh-huh. Championships in Hoogerhide. And if they would have done us a favor and actually published that before we did our podcast last week, we would have sounded way smarter. Yeah. Would have been a big help. Just, 
Just just saying. So go over there and listen to actual bike racing that has happened in the last two weeks. Even though Zach does his best with the wet blanket on that is Hoogerhide and the course. I didn't know there was course drama that it's not that cool of a course. I just thought it was awesome to see some great racing. That's- it's disappointing because Tim already bought the condo I know. Uh, on the course. Yeah, I know. He's <laughs> kind think... of uh, already underwater on that uh, investment. Yeah. <laughs> it still makes for a great race, but really, I was feeling good about the course last week, and then I watched like Lillet this weekend, and I was like, that that's a much more fun course, but it doesn't feel like a world championship course. It feels like a weekend local race, and it's fun, and it's mm-hmm. weird, and sand, but it's, yeah, Hoogerheide feels more like big and spectacular in a way uh, that you couldn't pack them in on anyway, other courses. It was it's really fair, well done. Though. So if you want to hear from someone that was like there and in the middle of the, the chaos, mm-hmm. even though they were in the photographer safety zone, that's two meters wide and runs the entire length of the course. Um, get, go over to Cycross Radio and listen to it. And then that couples with the countless emails we got, but shout out to a friend of the pod, former Gainesville um, Floridian Go Gators, Matt Watts. There's a new show out on GCN Plus called There Will Be Mud, and Mitch Docker begins to tackle his first cyclocross race. He learned cyclocross from Sven. Enjoy and keep up the top-notch reporting. So little guy, you took one for the team, got the VPN working for GCN. Uh-huh. And uh, watch this. I took one for the team. Yeah, we got a lot of messages about this. And I think I'd already watched the first five minutes while doing the dishes when we f- got the first one. So I, I went through, I finished it. Yeah, he hangs out with Sven. Mitch hangs out with Femme and uh, uh-huh. Shireen and gets some pointers from all of them and then goes and kind of races like a newbie. And it's super fun. And he hangs out with Heinrich Hausler. It's a fun little video. Uh, you know, you get to hang out with Mitch and, and have him learn cross from the pros and kind of make all the mistakes that we all made when we started. You know, like, he's strong. Uh-huh. He's obviously a strong guy. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it's funny. To, it's it's fun to watch. You're like, this guy knows how to ride a bike. And still, he he's trying to get back on his bike, and Sven's, like, shaking his head. And I'm like, these cat fours, man. <laughs> that? Uh, okay, so... Mitch was a, a a popular, if not prolific, uh, world tour road racer. Sven, notably, didn't really make any impression in the road cycling scene at all. Mm-hmm. So how do you think mentally it works to be getting instructed on something to do with bikes that are relatively similar to road bikes... And have a guy just like shaking his head at me, like, wow, you do not know what you're doing. <laughs> Knowing that like you were at a level far superior. <laughs> well, I guess I mean that's if you're prizing road road is more you know as as we should. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe at one point if back in the day, yeah, Sven had rocked up to the road race, Mitch would have been uh, you know, road captaining him around, being like shaking his head, like, "Come on, these cross yeah, guys, go get, they, go get some bottles." Why does yeah. this cross guy keep trying to lead through all the sand sections? <laughs> Stop uh-huh. it! So, uh, yeah, it's got to be kind of so, weird. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weird twist him up. But Mitch, I think that's what's nice. Mitch uh, takes it in stride of being mm-hmm. a seasoned vet that's also a total newbie. 
Um, there you go. And that's kind of nice how in the episode uh, they hang out with Heinrich Hausler, who we all were never oh. the most. He was nice. never our favorite road racer, but the fact that he started racing cross the last few years and just back of the packing it at the at the big races, but just obviously mm-hmm. being there because yeah. he's having fun in the in the off season and kind of the same. Like that guy knows how to race the bike. He knows how to race classics. And oh, yeah. he shows up to the cross races and you're like, Oh, he's a little bit of a newbie and it's uh it's it's humbling it's endearing. And it's yeah, it's yeah. totally endearing to know that it's not everyone's good at everything. It reminds <laughs> yeah, but it's no, but he still is. That's what's crazy about it, right? Oh yeah, that, I mean, he still just does like, us like nobody's it's business. The, did you ever see the <clears throat> on YouTube? There was like a series where like there's this former NBA guy that was the you know twelfth player on the Celtics for years, like Brian Scabata or something. Okay, and people would go around and like challenge him to like pick up games, like oh you're washed up, and this dude was like the worst player in the NBA, like the the final spot. And he would absolutely destroy anybody that challenged him. Like, so, you know, neighborhood basketball legends would take this guy on and just totally get destroyed. And it's kind of like that, that even Heinrich Hausler not being like a psychocross, like superstar could show up to the Minnesota state cross championships and probably win. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure Certainly. he'd do it one legged. I mean, the guy's obviously yeah, that's what got I'm saying. loads like, of the, power. Like, but, let's. Yeah. Let's like it's a different like league. we can say that he's bad, but you know, little guy, he no, I he'd no. clean you up. No, I'm he totally would. I can't I mean, believe you're talking trash <laughs> on Heinrich Hausler. Is what I, I'm trying I, to get across. I challenge Heinrich Hausler to show up to states next year, and it will be so, my one race, and it can be his one race in Minnesota, and we can we can settle this. Mano imano plus thirty other. Well, uh, so would you recommend? <laughs> would you recommend us watching it, little guy? Yeah, watch it. It's fun. Watch the way you do the dishes. All right. Perfect. I will. Well, so let me tell you something else I've been working on. I, we are now two weeks on from, from where we've basically said off Vitor Zane to um, Michael Matthews, but mm. mm-hmm. Guten Tag to Simon Geschke as our new official correspondent. But we haven't. Re- like I kind of was like, oh, when are we gonna get Simon on the show? And then I realized like he's not calling us. It's because we've never reached out to him. Yeah. That's so weird, right? I found yeah, it. I found his email. Um, so I kind of wanted to write an email to him, but I'm kind of uh-huh. nervous on what to say. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. you know, we're huge fans. Would love to have you come on the pod. We just don't know how to ask you. Oh, hang on. So hang we on, have asked. On. So we've asked Chat GPT to write an invitation out to you. Okay, I want to know what that says also, but I think you're approaching this all wrong from the first words of this email. Yeah, okay, so let's do it. Let's let's write this right now because we want um, Simon Geshka to come on the show. He knows who we are. Yeah, first thing you said is like, hey, we don't don't know how to approach you. No, 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 no. We say, hey, Simon, we heard you want to be part of... The legendary show that is the Slow Ride Podcast. We heard you want to be... Okay, go ahead. We're accepting uh, tryouts. We'll take you on (laughs) for a uh, trial basis as a Neopro on the show. Wait, what's the other term for Neopro that they use? Is it Neopro or isn't it like stage year? Yeah. Yeah, um, but that's sort of like even before you're a neo bro. That's just a that's just a 
Yeah, what's well, the the That's more appropriate. That's fine. So, so we'll, okay. we'll take you right. on as a stage year for a few weeks to see if it works, to see if we've got chemistry. To see if the results are there, Tim. Results are there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no Please bonus. Please send us your CV. No, salary. Like, <laughs> no we've, we, know, we know his quality. Like any stage year contract... There is no salary <laughs> bonus we'll, we'll or sp- <laughs> we'll split or free the prize bikes. money. <laughs> However, we, <laughs> yes, we, we will, will split <laughs> the prize money. Okay. Uh huh. See, I. Why would he say no to this? Why would he say no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, Should we at the same time do we do we want to try a a prompt to Chat GPT to see if they can outdo that? Yeah, I want to see if they can outdo us. I think we also need to give him a list of his deliverables. Um, oh, you know what okay. what our expectations are um, that he should be able to. Our expectations are that you uh, report can can lead lead out the podcast into the pre lap weekly. Uh, I think okay. he's going to need to. Um, uh, be the road captain in the Peloton and uh, <laughs> also represent the brand appropriately uh, when out and about in public. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like represents us the way a Tour de France stage winner uh-huh. would be expected. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. I think that's how he lives uh, his life. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, he is probably already doing this. It should be easy. No. Probably. But please write an invitation. So I'm Chat GPT, and please write an invitation to have Simon Geshka. Uh huh. Please state his palmares. Okay. Yeah, you got to be very explicit. That's what we've learned. Yeah. Our award-winning podcast. Okay, this sounds dozens of listeners. <laughs> dozens of listeners. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. Anything Don't else? Tell it what award we've won. Please, please explain which award <laughs> the podcast has won. <laughs> please explain <laughs> what award the podcast has won uh-huh. without Perfect. naming the award. What? Cool. All right. Let's do this. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. Whew. All right, guys. I'm a little nervous because, dear Simon Geska, we hope this message finds you well. Solid opening. We would like to extend a warm invitation for you to join our award-winning podcast. Our show has gained recognition for its exceptional quality and impact in the industry, and we believe that your presence would add immense value to our listeners. Wow. This this is like 500 words. Um Wow. I, I think we've got it. We're confident that you will find the experience to be enjoyable and enriching. Ooh, that's very good. Uh-huh. I kind of like ours better. Anyways, all right. It's a little more direct. I'm going to just, I'm just going to send this off and we'll more see personal. if, uh, send see him if he, both it's, it's definitely more and see which one he replies to. Nothing scary about getting two, two of the same thing. <laughs> just yeah. worded differently. Yeah, doesn't one friendly, you, one little more demanding. Yeah, it doesn't give you serial killer vibes at all. No. Perfect. 
<laughs> so we're, we're sending them two. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Send, <laughs> see, send both. See. see which one he replies to. Then we'll right, then we'll right, know right, if ChatGPT okay. is up to right, snuff. Right. All right, invitation. Okay, I'm gonna do that now. Well, maybe he replies now when the podcast is on. All right, possibly. Here we are. Let's keep going. Um, little guy, there was some racing in. Uh, oh, guys, our email to uh, uh, Simon Geshka got kicked back. Mailer Damon. Uh oh. It doesn't exist. <laughs> we got catfished. Just like a uh, good barbecue in Kansas City, if you ask me. Ah, darn. All right, well, I guess we're we're stuck chasing Michael Matthews. Um, little guy, bike racing was in uh, Saudi Arabia. The only reason I want to bring it up is I kind of like the jerseys of this Q36.5 team. Huh. Got, like the UBS sponsorship. Have you seen the kind of acid, acid wash kind of like look? UBS, um, is it? Yeah. Is that the one with like, like the it. little little eagle on it or no? Am I thinking of something? No, they else? got little yellow sunburns and it's okay. almost like there's kind of a question mark in there too. Like oh, okay. it almost looks a okay. little unibetty. Unibetty. Yeah. I don't know if I really yeah. like their jerseys that much, but it's like the former Quebec Quebeca setup, whatever basically. So Right, right, right. Okay. Uh it's fine. Did they win anything there? They won they won in Spain. They won their first race in Spain at El Mari, right? I think so. Nobody knows. That's what, I mean, Nobody. Knows. Yeah, like I, I just, I just look at the jerseys. I, I was trying to prompt. Then why'd you ask the question? All right. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I, many I'm, times I'm you've told fail. me to never ask a question that I don't know the answer <laughs> to because I ask you questions and then you stare at me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, oh, I don't know if you guys saw a uh, former uh, guest on the show, um, Kate Wagner wrote a piece in The Baffler about. Saudi Arabia and the weird hundred some mile linear city that their uh, despotic rulers are uh, planning to build just pretending to build by hiring many of the world's easiest sellout stark attacks anyway Uh go check it out it's a good piece Um, that's what I thought of when I saw (laughs) the brief bits of Saudi uh, tour uh, news in the last week, and then I turned away because I don't care. It's a boring race, and um, not I mean, our, not that our country. I and I know we're gonna get some email of somebody being like, "Well, America's uh, California is pretty boring. Got its own crimes." Oh, yeah. I have. I go check the tape. I've never said anything <laughs> good about Tour of California <laughs> either. Tour of Utah um, is pretty boring too. <laughs> also very boring. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Uh, if you want to learn something about uh, the Saudi tour, uh, mm-hmm. I'd say don't and go uh, read Kate's piece in The Baffler because it was much more interesting. Okay. I mean, I caught a couple of stages of the uh, women's uh, UAE tour uh, that I thought uh, the two that I saw were pretty cool. Okay. I saw uh, that <clears throat> Longa, uh, Elisa Longa Borghini won. I did mm-hmm, see that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was pretty cool. The, uh, the stages that I saw, um, I saw stage, uh, stage one, uh, and stage four, uh, which I guess is the final stage. Um, both of them ironically won by Charlotte cool from team DSM. Uh, she also took the points Jersey. So that was pretty cool solid, as well. Solid name. It's a really good name. It, it's cool That's, with a K. So it's like, it's like eighties uh menthol cool, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I am uh, I am becoming a fan. Uh, let's just say I I don't know. Let's just say DSM. There hasn't been a lot of lights at the end of the tunnel for DSM for a few, uh, for a little while. Um, and so maybe Charlotte Cool uh, can be the um, the beacon of hope for this team. So the other racing that was happening, I guess, was South the Southern Hemisphere National Championships. So, right, you had Ecuador National Championship this week, and Carapaz mm-hmm. took it in a sprint over Jefferson Sapita. Of Caja Ruel. I would have oh. loved to see a Caja Ruel national championship jersey at the Vuelta this year. Because we already love the team kit. Mm-hmm. The green. especially we, And we have a permanent invite in the team car, according to Twitter, three years ago. Um, so yeah, Caja Ruel. Big fans. But uh, yeah, Carapaz takes the win for education yeah. first. Now they're going to have the Colombian national champion and the Ecuadorian national champion. That's pretty rad. Yeah, and it's going to be cool when we get to see a national champion jersey, you know, how they're going to fit that in with the yellow jersey at the tour. I wonder, I, do, I wonder, you know. I do need when to Carapaz correct. is wearing it. Yeah, man. I got hopes. I need, I need, I need to make a quick correction here, uh, Tim. I know we we, we keep a pretty tight ship here on the Slow Ride <laughs> Podcast where we yeah. only report yeah. accurate news. Um, so mm-hmm. I do want to just uh, make sure we get this that. correction on the record uh, because I don't mm-hmm. want to sully our perfect record uh, after 400-some episodes. Um, Where was we that We tried to uh, get Kyle Ruel to uh, allow us to ride around in the team car because we figured they would be the lowest budget, easiest team to get into. <laughs> they That's ignored right. us. They ignored us. Um, but in our efforts to reach out, St. Michelle Auber 93 oh, reached out to us and offered us the uh the spot in the team car i am so embarrassed do you think i screwed the pooch or do you Um, save us out of this i think we're i think we're safe i think uh thank you you know i just as long as we get on record i think it's okay Um, um you know it's not like we blew it in the third quarter or anything hey hey come on guys you're you're treading a little too too close (laughs) <laughs> right? Yeah. Settle down. Don't. It's unsportsmanlike of you both. Uh-huh. Do that. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Okay. Wow. I just looked up. So, this, wow. This, wow. Yeah. Dude, seriously, you guys need to stop. This is not cool. Um, so, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into it. Little guy, uh, you have a new theory that all school bus drivers are also owners of Pontiacs or Dodge Chargers. Or this doesn't make a lot of or, sense. Or former owners. I don't know if this is true where you guys are, but I feel like the worst drivers now are school bus drivers. Um, it's been pretty consistent, it's felt like, in the last year that every school bus uh, doesn't stop at any stop signs. But this last weekend, uh, weekend Friday, I yeah, I almost got hit by a school bus that rolled a stop sign. I had no stop sign. They had a stop sign, and... I uh, use that, you know, that, that. Were you wearing a helmet? Yes, I was wearing a helmet. So. Oh, you'd be fine. I would be fine. Um, yeah. In the obituary, <laughs> it would have been totally fine. Uh-huh. Um, I no, would have mentioned it in like the third paragraph that you were wearing a helmet. No, they would have, but this was the closest call I feel like I've had in a long time. And it left me. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I won't joke. Uh, I'm but, sorry. 
the thing is that this ride especially was that one, this bus rolled the stop sign and I saw them coming up to it and I was like, that bus is not going to stop. They're going to roll that stop sign. And they did. So I stopped and they still turned and almost hit me. So that was double the thing. And, and the bus driver apologized as I slammed on the side of their bus and stuff, but whatever. But then on my next 10 blocks home, I had two school buses like close past me. Like the streets of Minneapolis are just sheets of ice right now. You know, there's, there's barely room for one car. Bus drivers are the worst, and I just want to put it out there that I hate all of them right now. <laughs> and it's, okay. it's, it's, I don't know, man. They're, they're big, they're in a hurry, but they're carrying kids around. For the love of God, slow down. Like, it's, so I don't know what they're like I'm not, in Florida these days. But. So, are you then valuing the lives of 30 children? Oh, uh, under your own like you would rather in a collision (laughs) the bus explode and they all perish rather than you perish no i have this i have this radical theory (laughs) that we should have no collision that there's 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 the ability Uh, oh here's oh you're one of those i know know the bus drivers are under oh why don't you you go eat some granola i do think (laughs) yeah why don't you hug that tree over there what do you think this kids, is? Shangri-La? don't care how fast they get to school. They're fine no. if they get to school. In fact, slower. I think the kids would prefer a little bit late. Yeah. I think if, yeah, if, the... if part of the bus driver's evaluation was getting written evaluations from the kids, right? Uh-huh. Like, so maybe they get like, they get a great, you know, the bus driver gets like their performance review and it's like, oh, you know, you're only on time 50% of the time, but all your kid evaluations come back like 10 Amazing. out of 10. Like, yeah. Yeah. They say that yeah. every time there's a bump coming up, you you gun it so that they can yeah. all jump up and so hit their heads jump? on the ceiling. Man. But yeah. then you take you play your time. the cool radio station. Yeah, they play, play the cool radio. KDWB. Whenever it's a little yeah. slippery out, you just go super slow so they get to school like 10, 10 to 30 minutes late every time. Like You, you pull off at the uh, mall help. parking lot and do donuts for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. You have, you have you candy for the kids when they get on the bus. Oh man, you give oh, yeah. every kid a fruit lo- a fruit roll up, you're getting mm-hmm. perfect ten yeah. score. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's a no brainer. Well, that's so evaluation it, day. You're not allowed to hand out can- candy on evaluation oh, day. It's okay. just, it's so not, it's not ethical. I see. So I, um, there's not much school buses. There's not many school buses here in Florida. Um, I think it's the whole. <laughs> yeah, they canceled uh, <laughs> most of the schools. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Wow, wait—is this one to, of those you, conservative cell phone like, like, like Twitter? Yeah, ads or yeah, something? Just, Pr- pretty much. I mean, yeah. there's there, there's some good uh, there's some school buses here, but you get, most people just drive their kids to school. Um, yeah, but I'll say uh, that so school buses are fine. The city buses those almost don't exist here. Um, why would you fund a public transit system? Um, but I would say that uh, the worst drivers on the road, while Pontiacs were the king, and while um, uh, Dodge quickly took over when Pontiac uh, wrap when they wrapped up the uh, the Pontiac uh, name badge. Uh, it, hands down, by far now the worst drivers on the road are Tesla owners, one hundred percent. Now is that because know, the Dodge. drivers are bad or because you can't hear them coming? And there's the whole automated, like well, yes, the hands-free yes. Tesla driving oh, thing. Oh yeah, so that's there's an that. absolute death wish. Um, there's also the smugness of a uh, Tesla driver, which I feel kind of like equates a little bit to like the Pontiac smugness. It, 
It actually makes up for the fact that you can't hear the Tesla coming. You can actually feel the smugness kind of yeah, hit yeah. you, you from a certain radius around. Yeah, that now, is true. I'm sure that they're like, please email us at the slowridepodcast at gmail.com <laughs> if you are a listener that drives a Tesla. I'm pretty sure we're going to have some great crossover. We have a few. We have a few. Um, okay, let's yeah, just we have some, yeah. We get a lot of emails from people telling us they're going to stop listening to the podcast. Um, we don't always read them on the air, but we do read them and internalize them. And it really frustrates us to just really just lean into why it's horrible that um, uh-huh. I'm hating on Teslas right now. But I don't know. I've just every time I tend to have a problem, it's a Tesla driver. I think that not being able to hear them is there, but there's like the it's the oh, I'm going to I'm going to crowd into the crosswalk. And get up right behind you. Like, it's that kind of, like, where they, like, oh, you're blocking my ability to take a right on red. Because you are yeah. happen to be there in my way. Like, can't you move over? And you're like, no, I'm not gonna. So, um, that that's my vote. Spencer, are you still a uh, dodge as the enemy on the road? Or are you with little guy and you're no. moving over to the, uh, the, the school bus drivers? I mean, I think school bus driver probably falls into a category, a broader category of general, like contractor trucks, like landscaper trucks, like all this stuff, which is the big problem, I think, in in my area is like everybody has a lawn service. So there's a million lawn service, like pickups or trailers driving around and they're all just ripping everywhere with no regard. Um, Find any edger blades yet? No, um, no, I have not. Um, but, uh, yeah, I will do so. Um, but as far as like passenger vehicles go, I, I actually think we may have to reevaluate Dodge. Uh, I think they're bad, but I don't think there's enough of them on the road to constitute a menace. Okay. Um, like a, most of these are getting repossessed at this point. Uh, these yeah. guys can't afford them. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, there's a the lot heavy, of chargers around they, here. They, there's yeah. a lot of them. I, I, maybe this is just the area, but I feel like it's the Nissan. Unbelievably, it's the Ooh, Nissan like these the days. Cube or the the Rogue. I'm excited for no, Nissan just to have like the Ultima, to actually like, be a menace somewhere. <laughs> I, I feel like they took over that low bar of entry, like no money down, free. Here's here's a hundred dollars. Come get a car. Um, like for a lot of first time drivers, a lot of you know uh, this kind of thing. So a lot of teens uh, getting into a Nissan. Uh, so I feel like uh, they are the they are the ones to keep what's your the, eye out for. They're, they they taken the over Nissan? the mantle of Pontiac. What's the Nissan uh, sedan? It's like the is that the Altima? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Still make that. Yeah. The Sonata, the Altima, um, the they've got. Yeah, Versa. they've got the Versa. Anyone Remember, who drives a yeah. Versa is an absolute fool. Mm, got rid of that trap. bad boy. Don't worry. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of which, so after I got rid of the, uh, so anyways, I am now officially a one car family. Really. Um. So we had the Toyota Highlander. For a while, we got rid of it. 2005 Toyota Highlander sold that one at the top, top of the game. Totally, uh-huh. totally just, just milked it. Got yeah. top dollar for it. Oh, milked it like crazy. I don't know if I really want to sell it. All that. Uh-huh. Totally used all the tricks. Uh-huh. So now I got this money burning a hole in my pocket. And okay. I was like, hey, you know what I really need? I also have this Super Marche, this Yuba Super Marche cargo bike. I take my kids to school and I love it, but it's uh-huh. not an e bike. 
I can sell right. that. And I, I want to, I have to admit the purchasing okay. of an e-bike with mm-hmm. my goal for this e-bike is to replace an SUV. I just got rid of. So I want a kid hauler. I want something I could put the kids on or in, but e-bike. I know there's not a lot of hills here that you deal with little guy. And that's why you have an e-bike cargo bike. Um, the, <laughs> I don't have an e-bike. But the point is, I want a cargo bike. Interesting. I, I want a cargo it, bike, but I don't and I want have an e-bike. One, so and the big bike companies okay. really let me down. Trek, Specialized, Cannondale, Giant, all the biggest do not have cargo bikes. Now, Specialized supposedly has a sub-brand okay. coming out called Globe, but they teased that in like... Dude... Again? Dude, they teased that <laughs> yeah, thing in like probably, August. Uh, I know. They teased it in August, that. and supposedly yeah. their yeah. bikes were going to be coming out in January. They're still not yeah. here, and I still haven't seen a picture of it where it mm. like it it looks like what I want because I kind of want like a front cargo bike, but not everyone makes that. At least like a long tail. Mm-hmm. Why don't uh-huh. you just? Well, I'm just thinking that right. like I don't want to retrofit the Yuba. To be honest, like I don't want to put like a a wheelbase, like Copenhagen wheel type thing on there. But I just, why is it so hard? Like you would think like if these e-bike companies, like rad power bikes, all of them, they all make like cargo bikes, like these non-UL companies that do it. And none of the major bike brands do. Now, Turn seems to be the closest one that I can find that might be the the bike mm-hmm. that I need. Because I'm looking at like, you know, you look at an Urban Arrow and some of these other ones, they're like eight grand, seven, eight grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's but that's the answer. The answer is to get a bullet or an yeah. urban arrow. I know it's, yeah. the, it's answer. the answer. It's the answer I don't yeah. want it to be, and I'm gonna have to pull like the. Hey, do you guys have an employee purchase? Little guy, um, what do you think? What do you guy, think you're gonna you spend turn, otherwise? You can get turns. He's gonna spend what he got for the Toyota yeah. Highlander, and it clearly was yeah. not eight thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, I know that right <laughs> so, now, but <laughs> it's just the, simple the turn, little guy. Oh, uh, yeah. So okay, what's the turn? What we what's need the... to do. Our mission is to figure out what bicycle Tim can afford via figuring out. Um, I sold the Highlander for forty five hundred. Well, okay. you've just uh, well, ruined the game. Sorry. The, well, the good news is when you start going around to these <laughs> websites, you, you, you want, can't find the pricing of the bikes anyway. So it's hard to, like, no. So here, here's, here's, here's the, the, the budget-friendly cargo-y e-bike. It may not be the exact thing that you're looking for, but you basically have two options if you're not trying to spend yes. six to eight grand on this thing. In my opinion, you've got Rad Power, um, which makes extremely cheap, direct to consumer, yeah. totally workable uh, e cargo option. Or in a little bit of a lawsuit situation with so some cheap probably get, parts. Probably buy yeah, it now I before they, but, <laughs> they get shut down, right? Buy it now. No, you know, I know you're not a mechanic, but at least you know enough of how to take it to a bike shop and be like, hey, you swap think out the bike my brakes shops for like working decent. on red power bikes. All right. That's, that's, ah, they don't care if you pay for it. Your other option is to get a Surly. Those, the other those one, are your options. The, the other one I was looking at was the turn because like it's got the 20 inch wheels, but I don't really want a 20 inch wheel bike. That's the problem. What? Yeah, see, I don't consider that an Which option. Which one do you want? 20, 20 inch it's... wheels are weird. The turns are still like six, five, six thousand dollars, and I have to say, they are hideous. hideous. They are absolutely hideous. That is this. another thing that I didn't. 
I thought the rad powers were ugly, but some of these turns are terrible. Yeah, they're pretty No, I think we can admit, I I am all, (laughs) I'm happy someone's getting a car off the road. And Uh and if they're getting one of these, that's great. Especially a Highlander. But, especially a Highlander. It's terrible. I was behind a Highlander the other day with Tambun Uh Tambun, and I was like, ooh, a Highlander. And they were like, what the heck's a Highlander? I was like, it's that. Um, But these things are terrible. (laughs) They're like from just a basic bicycle standpoint. There are some yeah. beautiful bikes out there, and it's one of the reasons we got all got so into bikes. It's not and this. Even the best looking turn is disgusting <laughs> looking, and I'm, I guess I would much rather see this than a Highlander on the podcast. road. But it's still no, they're not. It's gross looking. But that's why I'm saying like the urban arrows and and the bullets are only a little bit more money and the, they're not disgusting. I like how looking. bullets look. I think bullets look better than urban arrows. Yeah, I'm for that. I mean, we've sorry. got uh, a a bullet um, cargo bike e cargo bike on reserve. Um, so at some point we will have this. Is there a delay? The problem is, is and you may run into this as well, is that. The bike is in stock, but the batteries are not. And uh, they've been having a big problem getting enough batteries for all the bikes that they have. So, uh, you know, maybe one day. How long How long we'll have you been waiting cargo for a bike bullet? as well? Well, okay. only so a couple the, months. The, the Super Marche I like, but it's pretty pretty janky, janky with the cable actuated steering, right? And it's just kind of, it's just a little too yeah. long in the wheelbase the bullets just seem dope and eventually as the kids get older i can still use it you know what i mean like i can still like transport kegs skateboard ramps other cool stuff why why is why is Uh mache too long like the the front the front's too long because you know your kids are getting bigger right yeah they're gonna keep growing you know that right throwing them on the back on a on a on the long tail well that's why that's why i was looking at kind of the turns Mm -hmm. but i think you're the surly big easy um, recommendation that you have, Spencer, is the other one that might mm-hmm. carry some weight. I just, I do like the front loader. That's why I've always, I do like the look of the bullet. And there's a, okay. I take, I take the oldest to to school, and there's a dad that shows up with an urban arrow at pretty much the same time. He uh-huh. doesn't okay. even acknowledge All me. Right. Do, doesn't, he doesn't acknowledge right. that I exist, and I have the the Yuba Supermarche. So I can't have the same bike as him. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. all right, so cool. Okay. We made this one decision. How, yeah, this we're narrowing we it down. Up. All right, so exactly. This is how we end up with the Highlander in the first. The Highlanders, because <laughs> mom and dad took pity on <laughs> pity on me. They're like, like congratulations! Somebody, somebody it took you 15 years to graduate we, university. You know. Here's a Highlander. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is right. the is like the Omnium too small for you? The Omnium. What's that? It's a cargo bike. It's small. It's smaller than the, the like the, bullet than Larry vs. Harry's. But it's it it sits a little higher. But it's a front load. But it's I don't know I if it'd be really work for for two kids. I just think these kids, as they get a little bit older, Tim, are not going to want to ride in the front as much as they do now, especially uh, together. You know. I think it's going to be more fun as kids get older to ride the long tail style bike and feel a little bit more like they're uh, participating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Dude. And also, you know, just like they can 
give uh, you, you know, when you get cut off by a Tesla, you get three people being able to give them the bird <laughs> all at once instead of just. Um, yeah, I, I'll look at that. And little guy, I have never heard of Omniums, but these bikes look pretty awesome. I'm going to look into these a little bit. I don't know if my kid would sit on the front, but I want a cargo. They're like, cool, but I want a cargo. Yeah, bike it's a little different. The, I do want to get to the point that that is what we take as a family to go to the grocery store and like do other things there. Like there is a, an element of this that I do just want to be a one car family unless I get, um, one of those key trucks, but that's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) You're worried about spending $8,000, but you're thinking about a key truck. Um, okay. Spencer, we gotta, we gotta talk to Tim offline. He's having, he's really, yeah. Okay. Um, Well, thanks. That that was just the experience that I've been having buying e-bikes. So let me just, uh, to all our friends at the uh, within the bike world and some of the bigger bike companies, like there is a massive argument here for, um, there's a uh-huh. massive argument here for us to get uh, cargo bikes for families because more and more people want to ride them and get out of their cars. Um, so yeah, there you are. Um, yeah. Little guy. All right. The other thing that you forced me to watch this week was some five-minute YouTube documentary about the Sweeb, which is a pedal-powered monorail um, in, in New Zealand. I don't, I don't yeah. know anything about this. What on earth are you talking about? I feel like I'm having a stroke. Yes, this is exactly I, how it I feels, Spencer. Out, this is, this Spencer. is how it feels. So. You're right. It's not a, and that's not a, a Tim joke. Like, I honestly, like, none of these words in this order are making sense to me. So I think this, Tim, you oh, should love it. this because, I, I, as as you said, Spencer, it's, I, yeah, it's it's a pedal. It's basically like you sit in a little recumbent cocoon, but uh-huh. you're hanging from a monorail, and and then you bike on uh-huh. it, and it kind of swings around. It's kind of unnerving. It's like. It's like you're in a, a bag that somebody's walking down the street with a tote bag and it's swinging around. Uh-huh. Um, and you pedal in this thing and it's like an adventure park or some sort of, I don't know where it is. Yeah. But it looks great. It looks scary. It it, no, it looks it looks kind of dumb, but it looks fun at the okay. same time. All right. Good. I <laughs> and, appreciate the honesty. Uh, if you watch the video I tweeted the other day that I... I I, I came across this video because I was showing Tamboon and Tamboon and videos of the per, uh, personal rapid transit system in um, whatever West Virginia town that what, has what? like the pilot program from the 70s at the, co- uh, the two colleges have it. I thought and, you were um, talking about the um, uh, Las Vegas uh, tunnel, boring tunnel that they no, made. No, no, no. This, I mean, this is a system that, that actually works. That good. Oh. But I can't. Wait. But it's pers- but it's personal rapid transit, and so we started watching like YouTube videos about personal rapid transit, and I was like, this okay. is a weird, a weird transit world that 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 in the seventies some people thought was going to happen, <laughs> like, and it hasn't really happened. Tom Boonen, welcome to the world of wing nuts. Let me take you down some rabbit holes. <laughs> oh, I mean that's that's every day. I mean, I, I, okay. I, I yeah, mean, I, I I spend time uh, regaling them with the history of. Uh, um, uh, electric short line railroads locally from okay, 100 years ago. Right. So, but anyway, we came across the Schweeb. I walked out of the room for a second. I came back in and they were like, Whoa! And I was like, What are we watching? And then we we're watching the Schweeb. It's great. Go check out the Schweeb. It uh, combines monorails for Tim and kind of uh-huh. rail bikes for me and I guess recumbents for you, Spencer. I don't know how oh, it I love works yeah. for the three of us, but 
Also, Tim, in this conversation, why weren't we just talking previous conversation? A uh, recumbent uh, tandem. Yeah, not for happen. you and the kids. Because that's the actual solution, and Tim won't admit to it. Recumbent cargo tandem. Yeah, trike tandem. I loved recumbent bikes when mm-hmm. I used to work at the recumbent bike Custom. shop. Under wheel steering or above wheel steering? Like which one's better? Um, look at this. This the sweep. I'm happy you sh- shared it. <laughs> I enjoyed watching it. It's hilarious that Google gave one million dollars to this. Like you can totally tell that, like when Google was, so so Google, oh, so it was like an award. Goodness, so like Google really? like asked for, like where should we spend a million dollars for the future of the world? And the people behind the Swede uh-huh. convinced Google, like won the contest, one of five winners, and like the other four winners, you know, like revolutionized okay. transportation. You could tell that like. The sweep was definitely when all of the coders were just kidding around. Like, yeah, let's get the bicycle-powered monorail system that can't uh-huh. overtake one another because you're all on the same suspended track, so there's no way to pass. You would just bump the car in front of you if all right. of a sudden someone faster got in on a fixed rail line. It makes... It makes Everyone's a ton going of sense. So fast, um, though, but on. it's available at a adventure park slash like you know amusement land in New Zealand, so we can all go ride it. So we link to it on our Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod, um, and people can go check it out. Um, we did get a few emails. Can we go into the the Slow Ride Podcast email bag? All right, so email us at slowridepodcast oh, sure. at gmail.com where all of your emails are gratefully received. First off, Judson emails us back and said, "Unbelievably good advice." On our Panaracer T serves, so uh, fantastic. So uh, it was they were sold out though because our advice was so spot on that everyone bought it. So you gotta gotta listen to this when it comes out right away, Judson, and then you'll get it. But thanks again for the email back. Looks like you did come up with some pretty <laughs> decent um, solutions. Uh, Jeff Aldrich, uh, greetings from Kiwi Corner. Oh, lords of the pod. I've been doing my best to evangelicize and spread the word about the pod to my fellow bike shop coworkers. Shout out to the bike house Dun- Dunedin and the other riders I meet. Well, now that we've been talking about the Sweeb for so long, oh my God. Be just yeah, super you're welcome. Jazzed. After giving glowing reviews, I was thinking it might be helpful to suggest an episode for them to <laughs> listen to and send a link. But which episodes? Who better uh-huh. to decide than the three of you? If you had to make an elevator pitch to someone about the pod. Which episode would you choose for them to listen to? All the best, Jeff. Uh, okay, elevator pitch. Okay. Uh, this is like your five-second oh, yeah. episode what? And then I would say all of them. Start at the beginning <laughs> until you get to a good one. That's a lot. That's a lot to chew. Mm-hmm. I would at most be able to remember back two episodes uh-huh. With enough clarity to to between those two episodes, give them well, a recommendation. That's, probably say well, the newer one. Yeah, so I'd say definitely listen on two times. I would probably actually have to take my phone out and look uh-huh. at what episode we're on because uh-huh. I'd forget, uh-huh. and and then I'd and then I could be like, okay, uh-huh. yeah. I have a hands down answer. Um, I don't know how you guys haven't thought of this. It's episode 400. Yes, classic. It's classic. I would also recommend to people in New Zealand to listen to the American Flyers episode on July 4th um, after watching the classic. Uh, I did just do some quick math since this is episode 425. It means we've done 424 full-hour episodes. That's only 17 and a half days of listening. 
So uh, we're getting, we're, I've spent 17 and a half uh-huh. days of my life with you guys. We're getting close to a month recording this podcast. It's going to be great. <laughs> now, for the bike shop, you just divide that out by eight hours a day. Um, yeah. That's going to get them through the busy season, which is really well, that's like right now, what's Southern important. Hemisphere. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, friends of the yeah. pod in New Zealand, can you please tell us, is it true that they ride the velodrome backwards there? Is it true that they have a schweeb? All right. And then next email. Uh, let's go to this one. Uh, Leif Maitland writes us and says, Dear Slow Ride, found the following while searching for a new stem. And then it's a link to the Envy.com clothing line that they, they did a very limited clothing line. And what would you know? Yeah. It's an additional option if you find the specialized fall raisin version $30 less than you wanted to pay and in a color that won't show every possible spill and dirt stain. Of course, this is a insulated <laughs> poncho. Oh, wow. Um, so that got us to thinking, little guy, let's get an update in the Slow Ride Podcast Taylor Corner. How is the... What what are we calling this thing again? It's like the the, the sleeveless... It was like on a rock. On a rock, right? Yeah. Something like that? As you guys can hear, and as listeners Fall Raven on a rock, you can hear the rustling. Uh-huh. I have the jacket that I intend to do this to right here, and it's still. Yeah, judging from the rough rustling I'm hearing, it sounds like there's still two sleeves attached. There are two sleeves. I almost said two Steves. Two <laughs> sleeves. Man, I hope there aren't two Steves in there. That'd be embarrassing. Yeah. It's been up here in my attic all by itself. <laughs> I haven't done anything, but I have it, and it's been laundered. How many times? And um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, little guy, but you basically you need a scissors, correct? Well, then I have to sew. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, and then I, I thought I had a pair of scissors next to me I could pull out, <laughs> but no, I don't. Just do this live. <laughs> yeah. yeah, do it live. But then I have to sew the. I have to sew up the ends. So I gotta. I gotta. I mean, so then I gotta walk point, to the other side of the room and get the sewing machine. Yeah, yeah. At this point, we just need a working prototype for this gag, yeah. uh, little guy. <laughs> I think maybe your perfectionism is getting in the way yeah. of innovation in, in, here, in the which winter. is why places like Specialized Fall Raven the can win, churn this the stuff winter out. Season. Uh, the winter season is make ending, millions. so you're going to have to get on it. Um, yeah, you're going to need... You don't want to well, test this in the summer. Tim, I wanted to talk to you about this. Uh... What did you want to talk to me about, little guy? Well, yeah, I know you've been mentioning occasionally it's been getting down to 38 where you are, which is must be freezing, but it got up to 38 here, uh-huh. and it was like summer. Uh, we all took off our coats, and we didn't even need sleeves. And you put you put so down the top on your kind of you put down the top wow. on your Sebring convertible, so it would have been perfect. rolled up the windows though to keep the splash uh-huh. out. Yeah, I know it. You know it. <laughs> No, it would have been perfect so missed, weather this last week for yeah. my short sleeve anorak, but unfortunately, didn't mm-hmm. get it together. Uh, you know, everyone's sick in my house, so I. I don't think you're ever going to get it together, and I'm not talking about the anorak. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, thank you, hi, slow sick ride burn. podcasters. I just want to say thank you for all your hard work and refreshing sense of humor. And another life, I worked with Spencer at QBP. And have since changed careers to vegetable farming. Oh. It's really fun to hear Spencer again and laugh with him. 
I've been out of the bike world loop for too long. With my recent return to riding bikes on a regular basis and listening to your show, I feel like I have a very loose grasp with what is going on in the cycling world. I thought I was going to say I have a very loose grasp that nothing has changed in the last eight years of your podcast. But anyways... Uh, little guy, your love of all things old and weird in the bike world, especially that insatiable draw to bike swaps is so fun and refreshing. I'm running those 700 C disc brakes still and cables make everything function on my bike. I get electronic shifting is cool, but I like to fix my bike with a few hand tools. I digress. Super rookie. Keep up the good work and keep those two, uh, those other two in check. Many thanks, Andrew. See you on the road sometime soon. What a nice email. So uh, that's good. Absolutely. Andrew, good to hear from you. Glad you're listening. I would. I think you're on a better path with that, the vegetable farming. in the farming. bike industry? Yeah. Keep Maybe. it up. Mm-hmm. Well, it's always Maybe. good to hear. Um, is Matthew Vanderpool an 80s high school movie villain? This question is posed to us by a friend of the pod, Alex McGregor. <laughs> Am I the only one who thinks Matthew Vanderpool is more fun if we think of him as a villain from an 80s high school movie? I mean, he's a rich daddy's boy whose dad secures little unfair advantages for him. I mean, Adri basically redesigned the course for his son this year. He's a sore loser. Whenever he loses, he reaches for his back as an excuse. And he looks just like Billy Zabka. (laughs) He looks just like Billy Zabka in The Karate Kid. He also Uh gets into altercations with 12-year-old Australian girls in hotel hallways in the middle of the night while in his underwear. Which sounds like something a Rob Lowe movie villain would do in an 80s movie full of cocaine and saxophone solos. Matthew Vanderpool is obviously a great racer, but wouldn't it be more fun if he was marketed like a wrestling heel? Good point. They're speaking Tim's language here, I think. Tim has been asking for this, wrestling heels in cycling for years at this point. You've tried to shoehorn onto the heel yeah. uh, onto So Alif have Philippe. I? Yeah, um, which sort of made sense, mostly because but of the But the truth goatee. is, maybe the heel is sta- staring at us right here in the beginning, and it's Matthew Vanderpool. And he does wear those, he oh, does well, wear those shoe ugly fits. sunglasses, too. Like those are those are total '80s bad guy sunglasses that he wears. Um, mm-hmm. The problem with this, I think, is that both Matthew Vanderpool and Wild Vanert have the cheekbones of the baddie in the '80s movie. The good, the the, okay. the if if it was a standard movie like the the one we were supposed to identify with would be a little softer. You know, they wouldn't have such defined cheekbones. So it would be Sweek or something, you know. We'd have to be all rooting for him, you know. like, So the cheekbones is what gives it away for you. I, um, I feel like your you're just brain is in cyclocross mode still because I was not thinking Sweek. Um, well. I was thinking more, more of a full Simon, body. Simon um, Geshka? You know, American... Yes, exactly where I was going with this, Tim. Like we need, uh, we need a lumberjack style American hero for this uh, '80s, so, um, you know, rom com kind of uh, uh, adventure movie. And I don't know anyone personally more American in the cycling um, peloton than um, Geshka. Interesting. Totally. I. <laughs> he's a he's a huge Guns N' Roses fan. 
We all know this. Uh, he, he famously um, was wearing the Guns N' Roses shirt and tweeted that they were playing at the stadium next door to his hotel. And if anybody could find him tickets, he would, uh, you know, like something. He was on a ticket search um, because it was all sold out. And he did find tickets. I don't know if he had to go to a scalper or what unscrupulous things he needed to do. But he got into the show. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of drive that uh, that that hmm. is a hero. I agree. I, he's the hero. Right. Can Matthew... So, Okay, let's take this one step lo- lo- longer. So little guy is a fan of the cheekbones being the identifier <laughs> okay. for the bad guy. And the bad guy in this film is Matthew Vanderpool because of his cheekbones. But, oh, what's this? Wout Van Art. Can they be dual bad guys? And if yes, which one's the leader and which yes. one's the annoying sidekick? No, sidekick. Wow. Okay, so... You're going sidekick, or do you want to go like uh, well, original? Oh, and well, I'm sequel. just thinking that there's yeah, got to be a power like struggle, right? Like, one, like plot line B is who's really leading the bad guys? Like, who's who's the bebop and who's the rocksteady? Well, I think that's what their downfall is: is they we don't know the hierarchy, they don't know the hierarchy, and eventually their duel causes them to destroy each other. Shweek rides past, <laughs> wins the hearts of everyone. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Okay. It's the thing All we've right. been thinking might eventually happen at maybe one cyclocross race and has never happened because they just stay away from everything. Still on the cyclocross. Um, but it works. It works in my 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 team. Shweek. I feel like little guy uh, as the producer of this film, like his nephew is Lauren Shweek or something. He's just gonna get cast no matter. He won what. a race today. It's he's on my mind. He had a nice duel with Vandahar. He's uh-huh. right there. Uh, okay. He's looking right. good. He's, he's he's best of the rest right now because neither uh, Vanderpool or Walt was there. So he's he's the hero. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll work on this. we'll workshop this one. Seems like we're getting there. Um, little guy, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Do you get any um, blockbuster uh, advertisements for this Super Bowl Sunday uh, on, podcast recording, little guy? Anything dude, up your sleeve? We're so close. I've made it this entire <laughs> podcast. I have not looked on Twitter. I am going to be able to go back and d- d- don't, don't interfere. I, with we won't, we won't, we won't ruin any of the ads for you. Mm. No, but, um, I don't know if you like uh cheesesteak or grind or, uh, or, or barbecue more. Uh, but if you want to know which one I like more, you know, just, just blink but twice. I, I have to blink either way just to exist. <laughs> This is not fair. Oh, God. That's once. Yeah. Oh, he's closed his eyes. <laughs> no. Does that count as a blink? He's, well, just, he's got his eyes closed. With that, we'd like to thank all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium <laughs> Network. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out about our selection of shows, including the aforementioned Cyclocross Radio, where you can support independent cycling media. Please email us at the... Mm-hmm. Yeah? Including... Oh. Including uh, this show and all the others on the network that we've... I mean, I think we did a five-minute ad yeah. for Cyclocross Radio at the beginning of this episode. Um, thanks, guys. I'm sure the check's in the mail. Uh, we also didn't do any other ads this episode to celebrate the Super Bowl uh, because our <laughs> ad budget was blown already uh, by February for 2023. Um, so that's just a little uh, shout-out to all you listeners not having to sit through another 
pre-map without yeah. old Michael and Matthews. Do us a favor, tweet, Instagram, reach out to Simon Geshka. Let him know that we're trying to get a hold of him uh, so that he can come on the pod and uh, be... And that you're on board. Yeah. You think it's a great um, idea. And you can always email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com where all of your emails are gratefully received. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at theslowridepod. And if you drive a Tesla, we apologize. Please be the cool Tesla driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando, the home of many school buses. This is Matt in Minneapolis where the school bus drivers are all jerks. And this is Spencer in Western Massachusetts reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists and school bus drivers as you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Keep those wheels spinning. <laughs> Tim, have you ever been on the Memphis suspended monorail to Mud Island? Dude, that thing looks awesome. <laughs> um, no, I've never been on it, but it, it took a starring role in uh, the Firm, the firm with Tom Cruise. I know. There's like a chase and he gets onto it and they act like it's like a busy like rush hour time mm. on the suspended monorail and it goes to Mud Island and Memphis. there's nothing yeah, there. Yeah, there's nothing on Mud Island. Yeah. Dear cycling friends, we accept the fact that we have created the premier gravel and road racing podcast. And we don't think you're crazy to ask us who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms, in the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a hobby blogger, a gravel pro, and a curious newbie. And you can find us on the Wide Angle Podium Network. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours the Grodio Podcast.